baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Good evening, fellow Neanderthals. Happy Easter. Welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Happy you joined us this evening. Hope you had a, uh, a happy, safe, fun Easter weekend. I hope you remember, unlike Laura Kelly, I hope you remember the, the purpose of the Easter holiday weekend. Spent some good quality time with family. We're welcome to have you here with our family at your local Liberal Resistance Headquarters. Pleased to have you with, with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach us at 316-869-1330 by email. Just email me, john at knssradio.com. On Facebook, at the John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. I, I don't have a true or Trump true social, whatever the... the the Trump uh, one is yet I'm I mean, I signed up and I'm still waiting and I have an Instagram account. And I never post to it. So uh, you're welcome to go search for those. <laughs> There's just a limit to how much social media I want to endure <laughs> for now. But Facebook and Twitter, go there. Find it. Find us. We love to hear from you tonight. We've got a, a great lineup for you. We're going to tell you about a, a rare win for Liberty on college campuses with uh, Matt Lamb from thecollegefix.com. That's the website. It's the name of the company. You, you will want to check this organization out. I was unfamiliar with them. It's a great resource for everything woke. If you want to combat what's woke on college campuses, go to thecollegefix.com, and they will give you some, I mean, you'll be outraged with some of the stuff that they find and that they expose, but it's a great website. Dick Napinski from the Experimental Aircraft Association is going to tell us about a unique opportunity. Their organization is bringing the 1928 Ford Tri-Motor 5AT aircraft to Wichita later this month. That's the plane uh, from the Indiana Jones movies, the, the, the three-engine, three-propeller engine plane. They're bringing it here to Wichita, and he's going to be with us here coming up a little while. Tell us a little bit about the trip and how you can fly on it. City Councilman Brian Fry will be with us here in studio in just a few minutes to discuss why he says Governor Kelly's recent veto of the ban on plastic bags is bad for businesses and consumers. State Senator Kelly Warren will join us to talk about a bill the House is likely to take up later this month that will ban all mask mandates, thank goodness, although the government seems to want to bring that back again. God knows why. We'll discuss how the Biden administration's disastrous economic policies have caused inflation to skyrocket to a four-decade high. That goes back to Carter, folks. That's how, of course, you know, Carter and Biden, there's not much difference. But uh, Carson Steelman from Heritage Action will be with us to talk about that. And we'll be taking your calls on the 45s at 316-869-1330. So I don't know if you saw it. She vetoed the trash bag bill. Um and you probably didn't see it because Governor Kelly spent her Good Friday vetoing, vetoed critical legislation on fairness in women's sports, the Parents' Bill of Rights, and work requirements for able-bodied Kansans receiving food stamps. Uh, literally, that's how she chose to begin her sacred Easter holiday, was giving the middle finger to the rest of us. Governor Kelly chose to honor the holiday by putting her liberal politics ahead of Kansas parents, students, 
and taxpayers. Think about that. Kelly's veto of the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, for example, is just flat out a slap in the face to female athletes who fought for their right to compete simply because, you know, the trust the science governor refuses to acknowledge biological science. That's what it comes down to. She's pandering to that fringe fraction of her base. And I'm sorry, but men should not be competing in women's sports. Governor Kelly this week vetoed for the second time a bill to implement that common sense principle that says boys should compete with the boys and girls should compete with the girls because if they don't, it's not fair. But to Governor Kelly, she doesn't care. She has to pander. Her veto of the Parents' Bill of Rights is yet another capitulation to her base. And it signals her loyalty to Democrat unions over parents and their kids. And and her decision to trap Kansans on government dependency rather than compel them to work to earn a living for their family is disastrous. I mean, it's bad enough that the party of Laura Kelly and Joe Biden has created record high inflation. But now, when she has the opportunity to help Kansans move toward financial independence, she refuses. Democrats would rather have dependency than independence when it comes to voters. By vetoing that bill, Governor Kelly makes it clear that when it comes to education, she's on the side of the teachers' unions. Those who fund her campaign, not Kansas families. And by vetoing the bill that required, basically, you go get a job, you get job training, you make an effort in order to receive welfare benefits from the taxpayers. What a novel concept. Nope. They just want dependence. And that's what she's saying. Kansans deserve a governor that at least knows a parent's role in their children's education should be protected, and a governor who knows that if you're going to get assistance because you need to help up, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you should have some skin in the game because that money comes from us. It doesn't grow on trees. But she doesn't care what the average Kansan thinks. Case in point, just this morning, she tweeted out a Happy Easter greeting and again, a lot of people did. I saw Jerry Moran's was he has risen. Roger uh, Jerry Moran's Roger Marshall had the same thing. He has risen. Lovely image showed you know the cross and reminded folks the purpose of the Easter holiday. Governor Kelly's Easter greeting was full of pastel colors, Easter eggs, and bunnies, but never once mentioned the true reason we celebrate the holiday or the sacrifice that was made for all of us. It was sadly secular, yet predictable. And it was an appropriate greeting from our radically pro-abortion, anti-life governor, who is essentially anti-Christian. No acknowledgement of the fundamental reason behind the holiday. No, just bunnies and Easter eggs. Kansans see clearly that Laura Kelly is motivated by a liberal partisan agenda. She's more like Joe Biden every day, folks. We've got to recognize this. And I know you've probably seen the ads, but she's not a moderate. I'll give you another example. Just this week, she also took credit for the passage of House Bill 2239, which cut property taxes, giving much-needed tax relief to many Kansans. The problem is she had nothing to do with that bill. She had nothing to do with the debate that went on on that bill, but she is the one who's now claiming to have cut taxes. Leo Delperdang, Dan Hawkins, Ron Reichman, the guys in the House, Ty Masterson, Hildebrand, those guys, they're the ones who did this. She just signed the paper. Sorry, Governor, the legislature did that. You just signed the bill and hid in your office. And I'm sure you've noticed she and her liberal dark money packs are already spending money on Facebook and television ads trying to convince low-information voters that she's a moderate, that she saved Kansas, that she fixed the economy and let us out of the pandemic. In reality, and what we won't forget, is that Laura Kelly was the most atrocious governor that we've seen in decades.
She was the first governor in the country to close schools during the pandemic. She abused her executive authority and closed businesses and churches, all while keeping abortion clinics open. She's now campaigning to axe the food tax, but vetoed attempts to cut that very same sales tax on food twice before. And much as she'd like you to forget it, her administration was responsible for the worst case of fiscal mismanagement and fraud in the country when the Department of Labor, under her leadership, awarded up to $700 million in fraudulent unemployment claims. That's Laura Kelly's legacy. When it comes to her abysmal record, Governor Kelly may not have as bad a case of dementia as her hero Joe Biden, but she sure is hoping Kansas voters do. That's appropriate. Our Laura Kelly theme song. That is very appropriate. Trust me. And no, we're not going to take it. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we'll discuss how the Biden administration's disastrous economic policies have caused inflation to skyrocket to a four-decade high. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Seven Clans First Council Casino and Resort is the place to be for summer fun. Bring the family to our spacious indoor water park for plenty of smiles and splash while you pile up the cash on our casino floor. There's always more at Seven Clans Casino and Resort. More rewards when using your Seven Clans rewards card. More red spins and more jackpots. And more entertainment. We bring the best in live concerts and events right here in North Central Oklahoma. Plan a weekend and come see us for more at Seven Clans Casino and Resort, where the winners play. Highway 77 in Newkirk. Hi, this is John Whitmer, host of The John Whitmer Show, inviting you to join us this Sunday evening at 7. We've got an incredible lineup for you this week. We'll talk to Carson Steelman from the Heritage Foundation about the Biden administration's disastrous economic policies, which has led to the highest inflation rate in over 40 years. We'll talk with State Senator Kelly Warren about a measure that would limit the power of state and local health officials and whether or not this bill will be taken up when the legislature returns later this month. And we'll talk with Matt Lamb, associate editor for the CollegeFix.com, about the rare win for liberty and free speech we just saw on the WSU campus. You'll have to tune in Sunday night to find out what exactly that win was. That's all coming up this Sunday evening at 7 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. The events shaping our world. What Russia's doing is the continued brutalization of Ukraine. They have a right to sovereignty and territorial integrity. Shaping our country. Vladimir Putin is not the cause of this rampant inflation. The United States has increased its petroleum production to the highest level ever. Shaping the future. More support for our schools. Increased funding for child care and health care services. News doesn't stop. And neither do we. This is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sean Hannity. We got a vice president that gets serious questions and giggles. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs> now, of course, creepy, bizarre giggling is nothing new for the vice president. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. Somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of giggles. Anyway, Sean Hannity. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 13. 1930 KNSS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did your phone call is welcome at 869-1330 this is the john whitmer show on 98.7 and 1330 knss welcome back to the john whitmer show on 98.7 and 1330 knss Wichita's number one talk. 
You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get a best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. A little Chicago. You got to love Chicago. I'm sorry. If you don't like Chicago, you're just, it's not America. Not the city, the, the band, mind you. So thanks to uh, Joe Biden's administration's disastrous economic policies, inflation skyrocketed to a four-decade high last month. The Labor Department released data showing the consumer price index rose 8.5% in March from a year ago, surpassing expectations. More good news. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Prices are skyrocketing across the board, making it harder for working Americans and their families And it's all due to actions of the White House. Joining us now to walk us through these numbers is Heritage Action Press Secretary Carson Steelman. Carson, thank you for joining us this evening. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, you know, I look at these numbers and every increase in inflation just means, you know, more parents struggling to feed their kids, more families unable to buy their first home, uh, retirees having a harder time living on a fixed income, you know, can't afford to put on the uh, the AC when, I mean, we live in Kansas. It gets hot here in Kansas and we got summer months not too far away and it's just not getting any better. And I don't see anything that the Biden administration is doing to make, to, to end this or even do anything to appease, to make it g- go away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, You're right. So the one thing that these numbers prove is what Americans have felt all along. Uh, American families are suffering under the Biden administration. If you look at it uh, and you look at families and you say, hey, are you better off now than you were a year ago or two years ago? The answer is no. No. Um, Every American family is worse off. Everything is more expensive. And that's just one part of it. We have a border that's, you know, unsecure. We have rising prices at, you know, for groceries, for gas. Um, we have crime surging in neighborhoods. We have kids falling behind in school. Everything is worse under the Biden administration. Yeah, I saw a report out, I think it was the Wall Street Journal, that that read that this year families are going to have to pay $5,200 extra just to keep up with inflation. I, I don't care, unless you got a really good raise, I, I don't care how good your pay raise was, unless it was pretty good, you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation, Right. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, families are going to have to pay more for everything. It's not just gas, gas and groceries. They're going to have to pay more for their first home, like you said. They're going to have to pay more for basic necessities. Um, and that's something that the Biden administration is failing um, to take responsibility for. You know, at what point is Joe Biden going to be able to stand up, um, be a leader and say, the buck stops here with me? We're never going to be able to see that. Instead, we're just seeing him and his administration blame inflation on everybody else. First, we heard that inflation was transitory. That was a lie. Second, we heard that inflation was Putin's fault. That's also a lie. Inflation has been bad since Joe Biden took office, and it's not getting any better. In fact, liberal economists who served under the Biden administration wrote today in the New York Times that we are heading towards a recession in 2024. The only person we can blame for that is Joe Biden. I'm so glad you you brought that up, Carson, because... It seems like instead of addressing the issue, trying to do something to mitigate what's going on, you know, to to reverse it or or at least just kind of try and stem the tide, they are they're blaming Russia's war on Ukraine for the problems. This thing started long before Putin invaded Ukraine. I mean, there were there were issues with the supply chain long before that. I'm sorry, this doesn't have anything to do with Putin. Uh, As I look at this, it seems to me that there are three things to blame for this. I think first, the COVID relief bill that Biden pushed through in early 2021 was unnecessary and inflationary. I think second, the infrastructure bill basically just contributed to inflation because all he did was throw money at a problem. And then third, killing the Keystone Pipeline was just the sort of panic button that the oil industry, the oil and gas industry didn't need at the time that we already were experiencing problems. 
Am I wrong here, or is that really what the problem is? And all, by the way, all three decisions came directly from the White House. Right. No, no, John, you're exactly right. Their solution to inflation, the inflation that they caused, mind you, is to spend more money to pass all these, you know, trillion dollar spending bills, uh, to extend student loan moratoriums, to make things worse, yeah. um, to decrease energy independence. And then they're scratching their heads wondering why the problem is not getting any better. It's because of them directly. So here's then the question, Carson, you've been looking at this heritage. I know has experts that look at this stuff not that they would listen to you, but if Biden owns this, he's got smart people around him. What, if anything, could they do about it? Well, they could stop spending. Well, um, and they could. They're trying to buy <laughs> votes. Right, they're not going to listen. So, right. But right. let's assume right. that they were genuinely interested in in fixing this. What what could they do? Well, the thing is, we're probably not going to see anything good out of this administration. Um, what I do know is what the American people can do. Um, they can get out there. They can vote for candidates who believe in fiscal responsibility. They can vote Biden and all of his Democrats in Congress out of office so that we can retake our country and get our economy back on track. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think you're right, because that's what it comes down to is the fundamental things that have to happen, i.e. cutting taxes, cutting spending. The Democrats aren't going to do that. They don't want to do that. It doesn't fit their their DNA, it's not it's never been in their DNA because they're a tax no, and spend yeah. party. And so the only way to right. change it is to replace the party in power. This is what happens when you get one party control of all three branches of gov of, of power right now. Right, exactly. And the problem with the Democrats too is, you know, we can hope all day that they're going to do the right thing, but you know, not only are they fiscally irresponsible but they're also using uh, inflation as a way to force their radical agenda on the American people. If you look at what they're telling the American people to do um, in, you know, as they face rising gas prices, they're telling them to go out to buy an electric yeah. vehicle, that we're going to shift our, right. our fuel away from fossil fuels. They're using this just as an opportunity um, to force their agenda on the people. And that's that's completely unfair. The American people aren't buying what they're selling. And that's going to be very, very obvious come the next two election cycles. Yeah, I saw recently someone was sent me an email. The average electric vehicle minimum is between forty and sixty thousand dollars. You know, there's your there's your answer. Go buy a sixty thousand dollar electric vehicle. Most people right. don't have that it, cash line around. <laughs> especially with inflation, of course. It's completely out of touch. Um, and, you know, they're saying you could buy an electric vehicle or you could take public transportation. And oh, that yeah. really only works if you're in a city. Right. For most people in Kansas, <laughs> they can't exactly walk to the grocery store or, you know, take a bus to work every day. It doesn't work like that. So they just they either don't understand or they don't care about the average American. I, it just shows they're out of touch is really what it comes. And these are the same people that are, you know, flying around on private jets. So, I mean, it just... There really is a, a disconnect, and, and it's also a lot of it is flyover country that they just don't care. They really don't care about us, and it's illustrated every time they open their mouths. Um, I, Carson, I appreciate you. If folks want more information, you guys have a wealth of information on this, on what folks can do. I, I know you, you've got great data. If folks are interested, if they want more information, they go to heritageaction.com, correct? Yes, that's right, and we have um – activism toolkits. We have more information about inflation, um, ways to get involved, uh, folks to reach out to, uh, elected officials and um, agencies and all that type of thing. So um, that should have everything that you need to, to, get, uh, to get started. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you. Carson, thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. We'll be taking your calls at 745. Coming up after the break, City Councilman Brian Fry will be joining us to talk about why he says Governor Kelly's recent veto of the ban on plastic bags is bad for business and bad for you. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. It's not enough to live an ordinary life. 
At Adult Day Services at Catholic Charities, we believe everyone deserves a life that's enriching. Our mission is to provide quality day programs for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and seniors coping with memory issues. Our campus includes spacious day rooms, a sensory room, and more. An environment where your loved one can enhance daily living skills, build meaningful connections, and achieve their highest potential. To schedule a tour, call 942-2008. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey in counting down to Earth Day. With five days to go, here is one thing tip number 17. It's always good to recycle. Always recycle paper, bottles, and cans. Make sure to use the proper recycling bin at work or any other business locations and set up a container next to the trash to make recycling easy at home. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Our forecast remaining quiet this evening will be under partly cloudy skies and a low of 36. Look for a light north wind of 5 to 10 miles per hour. We'll see plenty of sunshine for Monday, still below average for this time of year, but still not too bad, near 60 and a north wind 8 to 18. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. Pope Francis in his Easter Sunday address calls attention to the crisis in Ukraine. He spoke of the elderly, the orphans, and all those in need. I hold in my heart all the many Ukrainian victims, the millions of refugees and internally displaced persons. Meanwhile, Ukrainians crowded into churches in their country to celebrate Easter, despite the death and destruction. Fox's Roger Stern. North Korea conducts another weapons test. The test reported to have taken place this weekend demonstrate a new type of tactical guided weapons system, according to North Korea's state-run media. U.S. and South Korean officials are concerned that this is a sign that North Korea may soon carry out a large-scale nuclear test. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, the test coming ahead of joint military drills between the U.S. and South Korea. America is listening to Fox News. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. want to remind you, if you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio, You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow us on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. So as I mentioned uh, during the monologue this week, Governor Kelly vetoed a number of bills, one of which was a bill that would prevent cities and counties from banning, limiting, or taxing plastic bags, straws, and food containers. Kelly rejected the measure Monday after previously telling reporters that she was a, quote, major local control advocate. It's amazing how she finds that, you know, convenient that she does that. It's local control advocate, except like when it comes to pandemics, when she does statewide mass mandates. Joining us now to explain why her veto was bad for local business is Wichita City Councilman Brian Fry. Brian, nice to have you back on the show, brother. Happy Easter. By oh, the way. thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the day with your family. I did. Always, you know, great opportunity to spend time with yep. the wife and just relax and and chill and and not think about Laura Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Or Brandon yeah. Whipple. <laughs> yeah, that's not possible. Thank you for have, having me on. I always appreciate the the invitation. Well, I wanted to reach out to you because I know. And, you know, we probably think, oh, who cares? Bag thing is minor. And it is, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, at a time when businesses are already struggling, yes. where, you know, costs are already going up, gas went up again. You've got, I just saw today, toys are up 8% or something like yep. that over last month. So it's not like this is 8% in a year. This is 8% in a month. Right. Um, the last thing we need is for municipalities to start looking at, oh, we want to tax plastic bags or eliminate them, in which case that's going to be another surcharge because you're going to have to bring your own bag or buy a cloth bag every time you go to the store. And it's just I know that the environmentalists find this to be a major issue, but, you know, business owners having to comply with a patchwork of local rules would just increase their costs, wouldn't it? You you said it perfectly there. Uh, You know, I'm a 
uh, a home rule guy. I'm a local control guy. Yeah. yeah. As a city council member, I would be able to make uh, the rules and policies that really uh, benefit our neighbors and our businesses so that they can, you know, be successful. Um, the challenge with this is you said it exactly right. It's a patchwork. And if you've got companies that have multiple locations across the state, Quick Trip or Quick somebody, Trip, like, yeah, Dillon's, yeah. Dollar General, et cetera, and then even restaurants, right? So how is a consumer, how are you supposed to keep track of all that and who knows what's doing where? That also becomes uh, a competitive issue, right? So now consumers might start going across city lines or county lines to be able to do business because things add up during inflation time, whether it's pennies at the pump or right. uh, food tax or toys. Or they might know. buy online because then I don't have to, yeah. Exactly. It, it, so we don't need... Um, a patchwork, a hodgepodge of rules. We need understandable and predictable regulations. And we have this in other areas across the state. And so, and, and again, you also have increasing cost, right? Small businesses can't afford to buy in bulk um, and have the huge quantities that a, that a Dillon's or a Walmart does. Right. They can't, oh, I get, know. <laughs> they can't get those savings, right? So then they have to pass it on to who? You the and consumer. I, the yeah. consumer. Yeah. And so this is where it becomes an issue. Um, and, and again, as you mentioned earlier, inflation times, when we're all trying to save it, that extra dollar or that extra penny, this adds up. So I, I, somebody said it um, you know, perfectly to me the other day. If you don't need a bag, don't take one, right? Right, yeah, if you're and concerned you, about it or bring one. If This is the whole thing. I know the environmental community is very concerned about the plastic bags, even though there have been multiple studies that have come out that have shown plastic bag bans and fines don't actually impact the trash issue right plastic bags and sacks right. account for three tenths of one percent yeah yeah I so mean, so minor. but if you want to make an impact then convince your neighbors to don't don't get one yourself bring it get paper and, whatever you want to do and but, i don't know many people that have single-use plastic bags no right? we use them all the time right. they're, they're they're liners on the office trash bag for they're, your dog waste they're, right thank you yes they're they're politician waste there's a <laughs> So then the question becomes, how do you define what is a single-use right. plastic bag, right? Yes. When you go to the grocery store and you get your apples, is that a single-use plastic bag? Well, yeah. I, well, you, Do you reuse that one? Is that going to be a ban on those, too? That's a good point. So right? How about the uh, bag on your newspaper when it rains? Right. That or, way. or you get, and Senator Erickson said this so eloquently, What I'm a Twizzlers fan. Is that a single-use plastic bag? Oh, good right? point. Yeah. So where so, do you start drawing those distinctions? And, and so this comes back to that patchwork, that hodgepodge of confusion, right? And trying to navigate that as the consumer, as the business owner, you know, what do I have to follow when I cross this city or that county or, you know, that part of the state? I know this has been something that, that Brandon Whipple, I mean, he he basically does what his lefties tell him to do. This was something that he had proposed. But shy of you guys putting together a task force, the city's taken no action on this. Right. It's not on the, I mean, it's not like you guys are going to start doing this, right? So, so back in February of 20, uh, the city council did uh, approve a task force right. to look into it. Um, to how can we reduce, eliminate, what can we do differently? And then we've also appointed a sustainability integration board to try to look at ways that we can eliminate waste and so on and so forth. So far, um, we have not put anything on our legislative agenda in 2021 20, or 22 related to this. We're continuing to monitor what's happening at the state level. So the council has not taken any direct action. We have just done that task force. And we have a couple of council members that serve on that. And they've been very active in listening to the different presentations and trying to decide what makes sense for Wichita and what doesn't, obviously. But so far, nothing has come to us. We still haven't received a presentation um, from the task force on everything that has been done. They did a study. study has some issues. I, yeah, I saw it's some It's not of the... scientifically representative of the... It's like the, an uh, internet poll. Right. Well, <laughs> even they then... They had Greenpeace do it. I mean, it even then, it had some interview bias. Yes. I mean, the yeah, sentence was... led with... Um, you know, uh, saying that it was my goal in this study is to eliminate plastic bag waste. Okay. Yeah. So you've already told the surveyors what you right. want to come out of, right? right. This, right? Yeah. Um, and what? No, and we all want to eliminate plastic bag waste. Nobody, it's uh, it's atrocious. It's right. ugly. Right. Uh, nobody likes to see it driving down West Kellogg. No. But all that being said, this may not be the way to do it. Right. Maybe the way to do it is do some more community. Neighborhood cleanups or something. Well, and again, let the free market decide. There Dylan's yeah. Kroger has already announced that they're going to eliminate it. 
The challenge right now in the supply chain is paper bags have gone up ridiculously expensive. And so your small mom and pop stores can't afford that. Right. They can't afford the plastic bags right now. But at some point, the free market's going to dictate they're going to have to do it because everyone else is on that line. And Kroger has already announced it. And they'll get there when they get there. And that's, I think you're right. That's the solution. Uh, And one of the other things that you guys did on Tuesday, the council voted to give over $6 million in American Rescue Plan grants to 14 different Wichita based nonprofits. I know this is maybe a little touchy, but I I have to ask because I remember the last time this happened, the Wichita Eagle ran a huge expose on on Councilman uh, Brandon Johnson, who took some heat for pushing grant money to close family friends of his wife and things like that. Have you guys put any measures in place to maybe ensure some checks and balances or that that people are recusing themselves for votes that might be seen as unethical? I think we're all doing a much better job of that. So quick answer is nothing in this particular passage of these grants, right? But I can tell you from experience that we are doing that individually. Um, On this particular one, Councilmember Tuttle, abstained because two of the grants were going to WSU Tech, where she works. Good. See, that's right? the way it should have. And Johnson should have abstained and from Johnson, the one going to you know, Council, his, his wife. Councilman Johnson has uh, been consistent in abstaining from votes related to any housing issues. Okay, good. Uh, Mennonite housing, uh, Habitat for Humanity, et cetera, because his wife works at Habitat for Humanity. So we have all been doing that and become much more... Uh, causing it of what we need to do and make sure that we are staying transparent and we are keeping ourselves um, out of that decision-making. And so that has been demonstrated. Well, at least there's progress. Oh, yes. Uh, I, yeah. I know we got to let you run. I'm, we're taking you away from your family on Easter. There's one other thing, and it's kind of off topic, but I wanted to ask you about something that happened just the end of the week here. The council was working on a vote, and you'll have to explain it a little bit, but it expanded the MRO hangar spec program here in Wichita. I'm not that familiar with the program, but from what I've read, it seems like it'd be it'd be a job creator. It would be great for the local economy, and it's aircraft, so you know it's a fitting for the aircraft capital. What I found odd, Mayor Whipple and new council members Maggie Ballard and Mike Hoheisel voted against this. It, it just seems like you're voting against jobs. You're voting against economic prosperity, economic activity. It, heck, it's in Hoheisel's district, and the mayor and two council members voted against it. Uh, I, and I understand now he's, Brandon's now threatening to call an emergency meeting for tomorrow so he can, re, you guys can re-vote so he can vote yes because he didn't like, he's getting taking heat for voting no. I mean, can you explain how this whole thing, what happened? Sure. Um, first off, our policy doesn't allow for do-overs, <laughs> and that's what he's trying to do here. Um, it's an oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> it's an oopsie. So um, we've had a very successful spec warehouse industrial program. We've been hearing from our aviation partners that we need something similar for large-scale airplane hangars, for MROs. It's a fantastic opportunity for our community. And so this was the incentive proposal coming to the council on Tuesday, and um there was an error made in the packet related to something outside of that language. Okay. Okay. It was in the packet, but it didn't have anything related to the spec hangar program. Person came up and uh, spoke out against it as well as did council member Ballard. She raised the question. Um, So this person also was demanding (laughs) his money back for a core request. Okay. And, the mayor made a motion to approve the policy and to give this person his refund. Okay. I immediately issued a substitute motion saying, let's just vote on the MRO policy. Do the refund at another just, another motion or let's something. Let's just approve clean. the sure. spec hanger program. That was a four to three vote. With the mayor and and Ballard and Ho Heisel voting no. Correct. And now Brandon doesn't like being Mayor Oopsie doesn't like being on the record voting no for jobs and economic growth, so he wants a revote. Yes. And he, and from what I've heard, he's threatening to call an emergency session to try and get you guys to revote on something. So we had a v- that's already passed. Right. So we've already we had a long discussion at the agenda review on Friday about this. About does our policy allow for this? It does not. So it's not possible. He cannot bring it back as a special meeting to call a revote on something that was already decided. And all of this is just optics. I mean, because the bottom line is, even if he voted yes, 
I mean, it's like the old John Kerry. Well, I voted for it before I voted against it. He's literally just wanting to prevent someone from being able to accuse him of voting no so that he can then say, oh, no, no, I voted yes. But the fact is the fact. It's politician. It, you got to love Brandon. I, you know, it's Brandon Whipple. You got to love it. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you, best way, probably what, wichita.gov slash council? What's your yeah, uh, email? B-F-R-Y-E at wichita.gov. Um, you know, you, I have no problem. People want to call me on my cell phone too. Um, I'm happy to give that out. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> well, hey, I know, I know find, your audience. So, have, have, well, my audience is probably safe, but have them find you through, through, through your email or the, I've never, however, I've, I've never shied away from that. I'm so. happy to give them Brandon Whipple's phone number anytime. If they want to call you and ask for it, I trust you to pass it on. Fair enough. That sounds good. Brian, I appreciate you, brother. Thank, Thank you. you again. Um, Mayor Oopsie. I like that. Good to have you back on, brother. Thank we'll you. We'll take a quick break. Then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open. 316-869-1330. Mayor Oopsie. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Get down with down-home fun, great benefits, and competitive pay. Native Lights Casino is hiring now. From the casino floor to behind the scenes, our team is looking for new and friendly faces to join the crew. If you love helping people and the excitement of Native Lights Casino, now's the time to find your fit in the Takawa Enterprises team. Apply today at TakawaCasino.com slash careers. Must be 18 years of age to apply. You know, it's amazing what a professional paint job can do for parts of your home or business. That's exactly what I did last year. I had an ugly, cracked, dirty front door. Within a matter of hours, Serta Pro Painters had transformed my front door into something that looks brand new and is my pride and joy every time I see it. And they can do that for any part of your interior or exterior for your home or business. The thing I love about Serta Pro Painters, so professional, and I don't have to worry because they have all the attention to detail, they deliver what they promise, and they do a fantastic job. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated right here in our community. And this time of year, it's time to start thinking about your home's exterior. Serta Pro Painters can get the job done, and it is a job that you will be proud of for years to come. Be sure to schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. It's time to get painting with Serta Pro Painters. Steve and Ted Mornings. Here's one out of New York for you. New York Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin has been indicted and arrested on corruption charges. Prosecutors say when Benjamin was a New York State Senator, he took bribes in the form of campaign contributions from a real estate developer in exchange for approving a $50,000 state grant. Uh, Benjamin is pleading not guilty, and his campaign denies any wrongdoing. That's Shocking that there are corrupt officials in Albany. Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Biden's going to kill America. Dana Lash. He says we can restore fiscal responsibility by rolling back the Trump tax cuts. Under my plan, no one making less than $400,000 will pay an additional penny in taxes, but the wealthy and corporations will finally pay their fair share. This is class warfare nonsense. One of the most compelling voices of our generation. If Biden does this, oh my gosh, everybody hold on to your butts. The Dana Show. You never, ever raise taxes during a period of inflation. This is Economics 101. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on 98.7 and 13. 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. As always, you can listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. Make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are, without a doubt, 
the best way to stay informed on the show and keep up with our guests and stories. We make sure to share all that stuff on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. I know we're going to take calls, but before we do, I've got uh, Sedgwick County Republican Party Chair David Thorne with us. David, how are you, sir? Good. We haven't talked in a while. It's nice to have you back on the show. Happy Easter, brother. Thanks, John. It's been a great Easter. Um, I, I, my guess is one of the things that you were calling about, you guys have a county party meeting coming up next Thursday evening, the 21st, correct? That's right, we do. It's at a different location, a new one out east. We'll make sure people go to Sedgwick.gop and, and catch all the details. But we've got uh, legislative leadership coming. The, the most exciting part of Thursday night is going to be uh, Kansas Center President Ty Masterson. Uh, and we're going to have kind of an unplugged session where we get a chance to talk about not just here's what happened in the legislative session, but a little bit more of the journey that uh, the legislators went through to pass what they did to get uh, veto-proof on some of the other policies. It's going to be very interesting, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen this done before, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, it does sound fascinating, and having him there can also give you some idea on whether or not they're going to, you know, what bills they may try and override, so what vetoes they may try and override. So I, that'll be fascinating to have Ty, and we're going to try and get him on the show at some point, I've talked to him, but we just haven't been able to make the schedules work. So I, that's a great one. Again, that's next Tuesday or Thursday evening, rather, the 21st. Uh, I mentioned during the monologue the, uh, the Laura Kelly's campaign ads. Uh, I'm sure you've seen these. Yeah, you got to tell me, David, does anybody buy the whole Laura Kelly and Donald Trump in a TV ad pretending to be a moderate thing? Is Nobody's going to buy this malarkey, are they? It's too weird and off-putting. It is. Really. It's laughable. Like right now, the context around it is just like, I don't, this is why I'm not paying attention to politics, because I don't like ads like that. People are not getting in the mindset. What's, what's really interesting is that Laura Kelly's Democrats, I don't know if you've heard this, John, <laughs> they're trying so hard to just recruit candidates to run, just to run for office. They sent a mass spam text to thousands of people across the state last week saying, would you please be interested in running for office? If you are, reply to this random text you just received. <laughs> it was so weird, the press had to go chase it down to see if it was a scam. Sure enough, it was not a scam. Laura Kelly, Democrat, sent it out. I'm just blown away by that. I mean, get off your couch and go to work. We, we're not keyboard heroes out there. We, campaigning requires real work. Laura Kelly is going to have a lot of money, but I don't know if she's going to have enough people to do real work to help her get reelected. No, I have. I had actually I'd heard about and saw that text from somebody who received it and thought it was laughable that they were just randomly texting registered Democrats. I'm assuming they only say I didn't get it, um, but I'm assuming that they just sent it to registered Democrats or independents and said, you know, hey, uh, would you like to run for office as a Democrat? It is kind of laughable. Um, I, you know, but it doesn't surprise me. They're desperate right now. They're seeing the tides. They're seeing Joe Biden's polling numbers. They know Laura Kelly's poll numbers. That's why she's doing things like signing the, uh, the sanctuary city bill. She, I mean, Laura Kelly, that's not her bread and butter. She doesn't believe philosophically in that, but she knows it'll hurt her if she doesn't. And she vetoed the parents bill of rights because she's pandering to her base. But again, she's doing everything other than that to try and just, not be toxic to the independent voter. I just don't think it's going to work. I think Kansas are smarter than that. She can't get it right. She can't get her timing right for which food sales tax she wants or doesn't right. want. Yeah. <laughs> and and in sanctuary, if there was one bill she was going to pick to sign, it's just so unusual the things that she picks. As far as for Democrats, she can pick winners and losers, but she keeps picking losers every time. It's going to be a fun year watching that campaign and getting involved with it. Uh, speaking of getting involved, uh, we're coming up just a few weeks away from filing deadline. And one of the things that we saw happen last year, John, we saw voices from all the different communities in our county just rise up. It's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in politics. Uh, we look for that to happen even more this year. So if you go to Sedgwick.gop, don't just check out the details for the calendar. Check out uh, Contact Us because we want anyone who's wanting to get involved to let us know, hey, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about getting involved here, and we want to make sure people understand the process, uh, the process for supporting a campaign, for getting involved, for learning how things work. The best part of it all 
is getting a chance to fully embrace the community and engage with the real issues going on. Like I said, we've got to get off our couch and get to work. I know you guys are also recruiting, actively recruiting precinct committee people, so if folks want to really get involved, that's a great way to start getting involved as a grassroots volunteer. It is an elected position, so it's a way to start in that way. And I know, as a having been a candidate, the first thing a lot of candidates do, they reach out to their precinct committee people and have them start, have them host forums or you know meet and greets in their homes. Precinct committee people is really the way the whole the whole shebang starts. You're actively recruiting precinct folks now, aren't you? We are. It's literally the opposite of what the Democrats are doing. Instead of raw spam text messages, we're knocking on doors. We're talking to people. And we, we want them to talk to us as well. You're absolutely right, John. Precinct committee, it's a good step. You do get on the ballot in the primary. Yes, you did, do get to vote for yourself. But at the end of the day, it's just a way to say, I want to get involved and be more active in my community. Well, you know, my wife and I are in. We've been precinct committee people for I, I don't know, so long now I can hardly track. So you've got two again. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Not that long. You're not that much different age than me, John. Don't say those things. <laughs> yeah, you, you have, and, and that was a long time before you decided to run for office. Yes, it was. And that, you know, as I've told people before, if they're thinking about it, being a precinct committee person is a fantastic way to to test the waters, to get your foot in the and, and candidates love having active precinct pity, committee people that they can go to as resources. So it's really a, a great give and take. David, appreciate you as always, brother. Uh, again, that meeting is next Thursday, the 21st, and they go to sedgwick.gop, correct? You got it. Appreciate you as always, my friend. See you next week. All right. Dave, I know where, well, we've got a uh, minute, two minutes, two minutes. Uh, Patrick, is all right? Patrick, you're on the John Whitmer Show. Country, Pat Kelly, Jr., I have a real good question for the audience. When and for the state uh, Senate, when will we call out a person like a George Soros that that hates the United States, that brings the flatbed trucks up from Latin America loaded with illegals, and he l- lets them off at our border? The prisoners are on t- Haitians are there. Leaves leaves them at our borders. He pays for these flatbed trucks over and over. He pays for the far left district attorneys in Austin, Texas, and across the United States, which have now indicted 14 policemen in the, uh, Austin, Texas. And he pays for the unraveling of elections in Ukraine. He does. I say we call, I say we call him out and call him uh, and forbid him to come into Kansas airspace. I think you're right. He does. I mean, when you think about it, they love, the left sure loves to call out the Koch brothers. They do love to point out those, you know, activists on the Republican side. It's time we started doing the same for the leftists on the left. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, Patrick. Thanks for listening. Stick around. Coming up after the top of the hour break, we're going to talk with State Senator Kelly Warren. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.